from ABC7, this is Game Time with Coach McVay. The Rams hope to build off their win against the Cardinals when they play the Pittsburgh Steelers at SoFi Stadium, but they'll have to do it without their top two running backs. Hi everyone, this is Kurt Sandoval with ABC7 Los Angeles. We're giving you more of Game Time with Coach McVay with this podcast. You'll also want to check out the video version of my one-on-one interview with Rams head coach Sean McVay, Saturday nights at 11.45 Pacific on ABC7 Los Angeles and on our streaming channel. Welcome to Game Time with Coach McVay. Week 7, great week 6 win over Arizona. Journalism 101 here, Sean. Don't bury the lead. What did you say at halftime? Uh, I didn't say it. I think we were just able to kind of settle in. Our guys did a great job of just being able to execute. You know, I think you give Arizona credit. They came out. They did, uh, you know, a couple different things and kind of talked ourselves out of some looks. Um, and so that was really on us to be able to allow our players to be able to settle in. They did a great job of being able to then, you know, bring the game plan to life. And I thought our defense did a great job of being able to handle sudden change stop after we ended up having the turnover on the punt return. And, you know, for it to be a nine to six game, I thought that was a big time play by Cooper and Matthew yeah. at the end of the half. And so um, guys ended up just really controlling the, you know, the game on their terms in the second half and want to be able to see if we can continue that theme against a great opponent this week. Kyron Williams ran incredible, yeah. and unfortunately, he's out. We've got one of his plays, one of his many. One of the many plays. One of the, I think he goes for 30 yards here. He does. You know, and this was after we hit 2-2. You know, this was the next play after we hit 2-2 on the play action. But if you look at it from the end zone, I mean, great running by Kyron. Great job staying off the ticks to be able to get an extra eight, nine yards. But this is best illustrated from these end zone copies where you can really see the blocks at the point of attack. You guys got the field angle on me right here. But when you can see it from behind, you see Tyler Higby doing a great job of getting removal on the outside backer. You see Rob Havenstein and Kevin Dotson being able to do a great job on the double team at the point of attack. They're bringing an internal safety pressure. He gets wadded up in the mess, and Kyron goes for 30 yards right there. It was a huge play for us. and. A few plays later, ended up being able to punch it in. But that was a big-time deal. Um, I thought our offensive line was outstanding. They just kind of stayed steady throughout the course of the game. And then Kyron's ability to be able to press their blocks, set them up, and as he told you guys, manipulate the backers was a big critical factor for his success. I just love Havenstein just continuing all the way down the field. Great finish. If you really look closely, you could see the finish, the energy. I love Tyler Higby is right there for him. Um, but there's just so many good things to see on every single one of these clips. And it started from the very first play of the second half on a big 17-yard run that Kyron had out of the gate. And uh, and then this was just kind of an extension of that. So you put Reggie Rivers on the IR. Mm-hmm. Ronnie Rivers, yep. excuse me. I used to cover Reggie. <laughs> Ronnie Rivers on IR. Kyron's not on IR. Yeah. Optimistic can get him back? It's a possibility that that would be you know, the situation we would go with him as well. Um, we're still kind of navigating exactly what it looks like. Um, you know, How does that factor in, knowing that the buy sits in between yep. there and you might end up having a chance for um, you know, him to be able to kind of steal a week. Now, the buy still counts where you have to miss actually four games. It's not just four weeks okay. uh, for then you to be eligible for return. But there's a possibility that Kyron would fall under that uh, – you know, that 
that category as well. But Ronnie, I mean, you talk about Ronnie Rivers, though. What a great job he's done on special teams, contributing as a back. He ended up actually hurting his knee one play before. He had a good, tough, hard-earned run for a few yards um, and then ends up coming out. And I thought both of those two guys, for them to be able to play the way that they did, for them to kind of represent a lot of the things that are right about this team, it's unfortunate for our guys. They'll be back ready to go, um, you know, in a few weeks or whenever that time comes. But I know they'll attack the rehab the right way and we'll miss those guys in their absence you've talked very fondly of daryl henderson you bring him back he said i was asking him in the locker room and he said yeah just stay in shape staying ready and he looked good and he said he felt good at practice zach evans i'm a huge fan of by the way separate note i love what he's overcome in his his life number one recruit coming out of high school um how do you decide coach when you're are you just evaluating wednesday and thursday's look do you kind of already know in your mind kind of have an idea you know you evaluate it was great to be able to get daryl back you know and zach's done a lot of good things um you got royce freeman that we ended up elevating to the active roster and um, you know, and then you would bring in Miles Gaskin as well yeah. from Minnesota's yeah. practice squad. So all four of those guys are candidates uh, for how we would allocate the reps, the roles based on how we want to be able to play this game. Um, there's still some things that we've got to be able to work through with this being Friday, and we still have you know our last day of preparation in regards to walk through and practice with the guys when this show ends up being taped. But um, I've been pleased with those guys. Daryl has looked really comfortable. There's a lot of similarities to what we were doing last year. He's yeah. a really smart, conscientious player Royce Freeman Miles Gaskin you know and then Zach has done some nice things as well with Daryl Henderson yeah one of the comments you made was how much he blocks that's a key to what you guys are doing is it not it is I I think to be a back you know you've got to have a complete skill set and when you look at what Daryl's done throughout the course of his career really productive runner he's got a good slash running ability where he can press it be able to level off he's heavy and runs behind his pads well on some of our downhill runs which are things that we're emphasizing but he'll stick his face on people in protection he's a fun he's a really he's a good receiver too I mean you look at it even in the Super Bowl I mean he's making big time catches on rails Um, so he's done a lot Uh of the different things I remember even when we're going through the cut-ups in the early parts of the offseason with Ron Gould our new running back coach who's done a great job he keeps asking hey who's 27 you know because Daryl kept showing up in a positive way and um, you know things things change quickly in this league and it's right. good to be able to have a familiar face and a guy that's been comfortable throughout the week of preparation and I trust Daryl he is a good receiver and it's interesting you bring up that and speaking of good receivers Cooper Cup had his first touchdown yeah but you brought up the other one that the deep ball he kind of joked with this last week saying yeah, they had to go to the speedster. Had to open it up for him. <laughs> he doesn't usually have that place. You know what? He uh, he was playing in a different location based on where he typically is in some of those three-by-one formations, but um, he executed in a big way. I thought that was a key and critical factor, like we talked about a little bit earlier, Kurt, in terms of being able to win. They were kind of in a walk-around defense and um, ended up getting to a quarter structure. You know, Cooper did a great job of being able to set the corner to kind of get him the buckle and then being able to keep it thin up the inside edge of the numbers and you know 49 yard play that was yeah. that was big time for us to be able to get Brett you know a chance to be able to punch that in right before the uh before the half it seems like Jonah Williams is stepping up in the absence of Bobby Brown yeah. what, what are you seeing there yeah, you, you you I'm glad you brought him up because he's done an excellent job and really he's played really good football Kurt throughout the first six games and that was started in Seattle and that's carried on all the way um he and Bobby both had done a nice job but Jonah has really been a steadying force even before unfortunately we lost Bobby 
Bobby against Philly. Um, playing with the techniques, the fundamentals, the development, the strength at the point of attack. It was good for him to be able to get a sack last week. Um, but he's also had really good early down production on some of those first and second downs. And, um, you know, last week he ends up making a play on a third down. Aaron Donald is a man from Pittsburgh. The Steelers share a practice facility with Pitt with his name on it, which yeah. is amazing. He talks about growing up there, but when a player is from an area, does that do you sense with a man like Aaron that it means a little bit more? I think he'd have to tell you that. I think the the situation and the circumstances are so unique because there's a familiarity in regards to, like you mentioned, sharing a facility. He's done so much for the University of Pitt. Yeah. He's such a well-revered person because of who he is, number one, as a person, and then all the accolades that he's earned through his hard work and the way that he approaches his craft, but then being able to give back. Um, and so I know that because of their cross-interaction with the football team and with the Steelers, you know, I know I've talked to Mike T about just the appreciation and respect for the way that he went about his business. But uh, I think he'd have to tell you that. But uh, I know he means a lot to that city, and he certainly has left a legacy that is going to stand for a long, long period of time. Yeah, I don't know if our viewers know that, but he really has poured with his 99 Foundation, helping young kids go to college, minority kids. We don't see it as much out here because we're in Los Angeles. But that's the Aaron Donald that you know. It is. And, uh, you know, he's made a huge impact on this community, as you know, as well. But also yeah. just, you know, you talk about coast to coast, just being able to make an impact, use the platform that you have for all the right reasons. And yep. um, Aaron does that. And he sure is a good football player, too, isn't he? <laughs> he's, he's a freak. He is. I mean, in every sense of the word, he's That's a freak. unbelievable. Um, Christian Roseboom had 16 tackles in six games. Terrific story. And... His first interception, you talked after the game. You thought that was good timing as well. Oh, man, we needed to have that. You and know, I think we've got that. Coach. Oh, that's. I'm glad we've got it right here. You know, So you look at this. This was a huge play where it's still a one-possession game. Uh, Ernest being able to force that throw just a little bit behind and him making that play. And here's the thing that you know, Raheem and we challenged them. This is a great play by Boom. I think he's got the athleticism to be able to stay up, make this catch, and then be able to go the other way with it as well. Yep. You know, where you keep your feet, you make these types of plays. I'm sure glad he made it. He did a great job. He's done a great job. He's been a guy that has just consistently gotten better and better. Chris Shula does such a wonderful job with these inside backers. Um, but football is the greatest team sport, and you look at it, it's just a little bit behind. He's able to capitalize, and that's what the good teams do. They make you pay for those mistakes, and um, and then we were able to end up you know, doing a great job with a good possession after that offensively. But the time in the game, where they are out on the field, this was a huge deal, and I was really happy for Christian to be able to make this play. He did his thing right here. And, and I want to just follow up on that because it's Christian Roseroom. There was a great article that I read this week about the success you're having is a lot because of what Les and and the scouts have acquired. And these guys are showing up. Can you speak collectively to to what some of these young guys are doing? Yeah, I think it's about identifying people that have, you know, number one, the mental makeup, you know, Mm -hmm. and then the ability to understand the resilience, how important that is, the mental toughness, the physical toughness, you know, what does the film look like? But, you know, the type of football character that these guys have. And um, he's been one of those guys that he's got a growth mindset. He's just gotten better and better. He earned his stripes on special teams. He's still doing a great job of contributing for special teams. And oh, by the way, he's earned an opportunity to be on the 
grass in our two inside linebacker defensive personnel groupings and done a great job. And, um, and I really like his athleticism, his toughness, um, his concept trigger. He's done so many good things. It's, it's a great story. I'm really happy for Christian. Mental toughness. Uh, that's your department this week with the Darian Kendrick situation, a yeah. legal situation that we cannot discuss because it's legal. Um, for you, how do you balance coach, dad, uh, almost being a parent sure. to, these, to these guys? Yeah, I think what you do is you use the values and principles that guide our everyday approach and you say, okay, how can we demonstrate empathy, understanding, but also you know a standard at which we want to be able to operate? And based on the information that I've gotten, I think this was a mistake on Darian's part. I love the accountability that I had, uh, that he had. I love some of the dialogue that we've been able to have. And I think there's certain things that you say, hey, um, I don't think this makes you a bad person. I trust you. I care about you enough to be able to understand, hey, how do we learn from it and how do we be able to move forward? And then there's certain situations that occur with players where you say, okay, now this is a different conversation. But based on the information that I have, based on me knowing Darian's heart and the dialogue that we've had, I feel good about the information. I trust that he'll learn from this and not exclusive to Darian, but really for our yeah. team as yeah. an educational opportunity to not leave ourselves susceptible to some of the situations that he was put in. And then how do we move forward and demonstrate the grace and, and understanding that I think this situation dictates. Yeah, we can, a, a, every human can use grace and truth. Sure. But at the same time, he's a pro athlete that went through a tough couple yes. of days. How do you balance to know, is he physically, mentally, emotionally ready to play I think again? you take it a day at a time. You talk to him, you make sure that the communication is clear, open, and honest. Make sure that we're checking all those benchmarks in regards to some of the physical things, whether it be hydration, um, you know, the, the weight, all of the different yeah. types of things that our performance staff does such a great job of being able to kind of have the check marks so that we don't leave our players susceptible to any injuries that we can possibly prevent, uh, whether it be the soft tissue or things of that nature. And then most importantly is, all right, how is his mindset? Where is he at? Um, does is, is he ready to go? If, if that's something that, you know, he feels like is something that he can be able to say, I, I want to be able to get back to a normalized rhythm and routine. And I want to get out there and play with my guys. Um, then that'll be an option that uh, will be uh, his and ours as well. Yeah, Reggie Scott's the best in the business. He's in awesome. that. We'll be right back. Now, more of Game Time with Coach McVay. Um, Steelers this week, Mike Tomlin was the youngest coach ever to win a Super Bowl. You now have that uh, <laughs> distinction. How different, how similar are you guys? It seems like two different styles offensively. Anyway. Well, you know, I mean, I think there's a core belief in terms of the things that you want your team to embody. I think here's one of the things I would say about Mike Tomlin is that I've always had tremendous respect and appreciation for him as a guy that sets an example for what it looks like to lead the right way. Um, his steadiness, his mental toughness, his consistency, um, both as a coach, but I think more importantly as a person is why they've been so stable as an organization behind his leadership and they obviously have great ownership as well but um, he's a stud he's got a great football acumen he's got a great ability to connect with players and they just find ways to be able to have a certain identity that their their teams play with there's a toughness there's a physicality and you know we're early on in the season but you know when you flip on the Steelers tape uh, they're going to take on the personality of Mike Tomlin and yeah. that's toughness that's playing with the right technique that's being resilient and um, that's why it's going to be a great challenge for us this week well in, in 
particular, they got embarrassed in that first week against the Niners. But since then, they've come back. They're tied for the division lead in a very tough division. What are you seeing on tape from that standpoint? Yeah, I I think, you know, Kenny Pickett's a winner. He's done a great job. He's a competitor. He's got toughness in the pocket. He'll keep his eyes down the field when the rush is bearing down on him. And and you mentioned it. You know, they've got some explosive playmakers. Uh, they got two backs that can really hurt you. Pickens is a guy that's really done an excellent job. You know, you look at the game winner against Baltimore, gets a zero blitz. He ends up checking to a max protection. Uh, Pickens is able to win his one-on-one against one of the premier corners in this league, and and Pickett gives him the ball that he can go up and get, and he's able to finish the play. But there's something that shows up every single game through their five games since they had the bye last week where you better be aware of where 14 is. You understand the toughness and the way that Pickett is as a competitor, but also as a guy that sees the field well. Um, And uh, and you know they're going to have some new wrinkles that they probably added coming off of the bye in all three phases. T.J. Watt is, is, you can make the case, is their version of Aaron Donald. Does Aaron Donald uh, going against... (laughs) Matthew Stafford told this great story about Friday, and Aaron's jumping all over. Um, Does that help you in preparing having... Or is it different? You know, it's different because team. he's an edge player, um, but you're still seeing elite players, and and I think you know when you look at this, T.J. Watt deserves all the credit and the flowers that he gets, but they've got an excellent player opposite him and Alex Highsmith too, mm-hmm. that I think is one of the more underrated players in this league, and. Um, they're able to get home consistently, whether they're rushing four, whether they're rushing five, if they're sending more than that. And when you're able to do that and you're able to dictate the terms because of some of those elite players off the edge, it makes it challenging. And you have to account for those players on every single snap. But TJ special. Um, he plays with great effort and energy on every single snap. And then obviously the ability and the way that he works and challenges you on a down in and down out basis is uh, something that you know poses a real threat. Um, before we kind of conclude the show, Eric Weddle's going to be honored as a legend of the game. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you brought him back that year, and he was instrumental in helping you guys win that Super Bowl. What do you remember about what he brought in his short time with Legend you? of the game is a great way to articulate it. I, I remember when we went and practiced, I've always, um, you know, we're around the same age, and so I remember what a baller he was at Utah. And then you follow his career, whether it be with the Chargers or to the Ravens. And when we went and practiced against Baltimore in 2018, I remember just watching him up close, the communication, the command that he had, the way that he, you know, the athleticism, all of those things. And this guy was a coach on the field, and we got a chance to kind of connect there. He ended up, um, you know, coming here in 19, and man, what a special relationship we were able to develop. I love him. Um, he meant so much to me. I learned so much from him, you know. And then he ends up retiring after that. Not so fast, my friend. Uh, you know, we, we get we get a little bit thin on the safeties and. I mean, you talk about an amazing story that is only something that a guy like Eric Weddle could pull off. He's been taking care of himself. He's been coaching. He's been doing a great job of being a dad and being at home with his family and Chanel and um, and the kids. And then he ends up coming in right before we start this playoff march uh, in the 2021 season does a great job of playing against Arizona, ends up playing the whole game against Tampa, and then he ends up really playing the whole game against um, you know San Francisco. He wears the dot for the communication in the Super Bowl, ends up tearing his peck early on in that game, changes his tackling plan, but his leadership, his ability to elevate people, I love him. I mean, I it's almost, uh, it wouldn't have been right. You know, you're so happy for Witt and Aaron and Matthew and Cooper and Jalen and Odell and Vaughn, but it almost felt like that was 
was kind of complete um, to be able to have Eric be an instrumental part of that Super Bowl run and for him to be able to go out the way that he did and do what he did in terms of his influence. Legend of the game is, uh, I don't even know if that's the appropriate way because he's more than that to me. Man, that is awesome. What a great story. And and honestly, that's like we're in Hol- the shadows of Hollywood. It's yeah, like a movie. It, it really is. That's awesome. They make a... I'll produce that. Movie. <laughs> I'll take first right of uh, refusal on that one. There you hey, go. Coach, um, your your greatest quote all week was uh, saying that your son knows better than to he, be born, right? I hope so. So when we tape, next- I hope that doesn't come back to bite me in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you. I said, "Are you afraid you threw that out in the universe?" I feel good based on all the information that we have that uh, that he's going to be an obedient little boy. Uh, so we'll be. But Veronica's doing great and. Uh, this time next week, I got a funny feeling that uh, that hopefully he'll be here. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. You know, um, man, and you've said it all along. You can feel the kick, and you said it won't be reality. But are you? How much does your mind go there? We're getting excited, you know, and, and you just pray for a you know a healthy and safe Amen. arrival. And Veronica's been a, a rock throughout this whole thing. And then uh, you know, if everything goes according to plan, he'll be here early next week. That's fabulous. Well. Hey, I hope you go one and know We'll be uh, here next week as well. Love it. You can watch Rams head coach Sean McVay describe the plays as they happen on Game Time with Coach McVay when it airs Saturday nights at 11.45 Pacific on ABC7 Los Angeles and on our streaming channel. 